0: Welcome everybody into this brisk Sunday morning. This is Victory Formation. Right now you're looking at Phil Dye and Geoff Miller. We hope to be joined later by Arden, Arden Scroggins. Uh, but for now, we're gonna get you going and uh, Arden will get in when he can. So Geoff, I guess let's just get into college football yesterday start off with that number one team. That defense still looking dominant for Georgia.
1: Uh, they did for most of the game. It was uh, very, very one sided. I know. I think it was for the first uh, maybe, maybe quarter. Was it still zero zero at the end? It was. Uh, so Georgia and Florida both had gotten off to a slow start. It wound up being really just a slow start for Georgia. Uh, that that defense, though, we we say it every week, week in, week out, and it's it's something to to to. Watch. If you haven't watched them play a game, you should. Um, it might be the best defense I've seen in my lifetime. Um, they're going to be tough to beat. Uh, there's just no question about it. And once they get the ball rolling on offense, they're they're a freight train. They're hard to stop. They're far and away the number one team.
0: Yeah, I, I actually said the other day it's fun to watch them on the offense, but I like to watch them score quick so the defense can get back on the field because I think they're more fun to watch. But yeah, right there before half. A couple of quick touchdowns. I think they scored 21 points in three minutes or so, and it just put that game away. Dan Mullen hung his head, and once they got to that mark, it was you know at 24 nothing. That game's over with the way the defense is playing.
1: Yeah, and Florida, Florida. They've they've had a, a hard time passing the ball, anyways, this year, and Georgia's run stop has been buff, just phenomenal. They're so fast to the hole, so fast on the edges. And Florida just had no chance, could not get the ball moving, could not get anything going. And like you said, once once Georgia put some points on the board, that game was was shot.
0: Yeah, it was. And I think there's no question, this, uh, the poll comes out this Tuesday night for the playoff, and you're going to see the Bulldogs on the top of it. The question is, who do we see next? And uh, I think going into yesterday, You and I both thought we might see Michigan in that number two spot. But uh, old Sparty had something to say about that yesterday.
2: Yeah, they uh,
1: that game, I expected it to be a good football game, but I expected it to be kind of lopsided down the stretch. Um, Michigan State historically has had a hard time uh, putting points on the board at times, and I thought this might be one of those times. I was dead wrong. Um, I wish Arden was here to de- to defend his Michigan State guys because he's been he's been preaching Michigan State to us all year. Uh, but they they played a good football game. It was fun. It was a fun football game to watch. And, and I don't usually say that about a Big Ten football game. But Michigan State's for real. They uh they, they played with them. Yeah, I,
0: I wanted to go on and get this game out of the way before Arden got on the air, <laughs> air with us because I don't want to hear it. So. Uh, but yeah, Michigan State played well. Kenneth Walker, uh, just phenomenal yesterday. Almost 200 yards rushing, five touchdowns. May have put himself right in the limelight for the Heisman Trophy.
1: With a game like that on that stage, that's exactly what you need to get yourself in 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 that scenario, that talk um, amongst the uh, the voters and, and people like that. Um, five touchdowns and that many yards. You are you are now right in the forefront of their brains. So that it, it should bring him into some sort of talk for that, uh, uh award at the end of the year.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, you had some other guys that struggled a little yesterday. He was definitely the show of the day. Uh, the only one really with, you know, you have Matt Corral getting hurt a little bit, Mississippi loses, uh, CJ Stroud still in the, in the picture though, as any Ohio state game guy would be, uh, Ohio State struggled a little bit with Penn State, but, you know, pulled it out at the end, nine-point win. Uh, how do you see Ohio State coming out in these polls?
1: I can see Ohio State being somewhere in probably the five range. Um, I mean, I've got my, – my personal thought on it right now is Georgia one, uh, Bama two. I think Oklahoma moves up to three. Um, followed by uh, Michigan State at four, possibly. Um, and then Oklahoma or uh, I'm sorry, Ohio State at five. Uh, I think you see Cincinnati fall out, uh, to struggle that bad with a one and six two lane, I think it was. Uh, that was just uncalled for. And and, and they they kind of shot themselves in the foot there as far as the the big pole coming out. So that's kind of how I see it right now. And I, I think Ohio State's still going to be in the mix. Um, uh, the the Ohio State uh, Michigan game won't have quite the the luster I thought it would, um, but it's still obviously going to be an important
2: game. Yes, obviously it will.
0: Welcome in Arden Scroggins. You're looking rather chipper this morning.
2: Yes, sir. Well, I'm fine. Uh, having t- problems with my tablet, so I'm just I'm down uh, my tablet during this today. So your what was there? My, my tablet. I'm having issues with Oh, it, so. your tablet. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: I thought you said you were having problems with your cat. And I was like, I didn't even know you had a cat.
2: <laughs> yeah, my dog wouldn't let us have a cat.
0: <laughs> All right, Arden. We just got through talking to it, but I'll let you have your moment. So, tell me about Michigan State.
2: I mean, never gave up. There were times it looked like Michigan was going to pull away with that game. It was a great game to watch. Both teams are very good. Uh, Michigan State pulled out the win, which to me, they should jump way up in the rankings. I think they were eighth going into yesterday. I think they're a top three team. I think they should be ahead of Bama. Well, we're, we're going to get into the, all
0: that in just a minute. Uh, let's go through a couple more games before we do. The teams, I think, that will be in it, uh, Geoff wrote up Oklahoma. Geoff, I'll let you start on this one. Oklahoma with the dominant performance finally against somebody. There was no question who was going to win that game yesterday, but they're playing the Texas Tech team once again, who's just not that good. They should win these games like that.
1: I, I agree. And they, and, I, and again, they should have probably won games more handily as the year went on. Um, they're still undefeated, and they're still in a power five. Uh, I think that's how we have to look at it. I think that's how that voter's going to look at it. Um, barring a meltdown, I think Oklahoma's going to be there at the end of the year. And if they can get their, their stuff going, they, they do have a good offense. They, they have the, the ability to play with any team offensively. Um, obviously, the, the defensive side of it is questionable at best. But um, I, th- I think they have to be in the conversation at this point.
0: Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Arden, how do you feel about Oklahoma? Should they be in there? Should they not? How do you feel?
2: Right now, I think you've got to have them in your top four. They're from a Power Five conference. They're undefeated. I just don't know that they go undefeated. They got a big hurdle at the end of the year, in my opinion, and they got to get back to Oklahoma State to stay. Oklahoma State looked
0: pretty good yesterday. I'm going to be devil's advocate here for a minute. Both (laughs) of you brought up the fact that they are undefeated in a Power Five conference. So tell me why Wake Forest should be in the top four. Go ahead, Arden.
2: Well, That's a good point there, Phil. I think they should be ranked higher than they are. I think they should be closer to the top five than they're getting credit for, in my opinion. Well, they're an
0: undefeated team in a Power Five conference. So, therefore, should they not get the same respect as Oklahoma does, or is the fact that they're called Oklahoma the reason they're in the top four?
1: Geoff? No, one hundred percent, and I was just going to say let's let's not forget that that all these polls that have come out up to this point mean absolutely nothing. Very the strange. poll the poll coming out that's about to come out is what matters first and foremost. So let's wait and and I agree with you, and I, I think a lot of the reason that that they're not ranked higher right now is because of the uh, Clemson dynasty, if you will. Um, Clemson always has been ranked higher in that conference, so every other team falls behind them. Once Clemson fell off this year, there was nobody to pick up the slack that was far enough up the 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 poll itself. Um, so let's wait and see what this poll coming out says. And something tells me that you'll you'll see the uh, the the poll that matters when it comes out. It'll have Wake Forest probably in the top eight.
0: Wake Forest, could you imagine right now though, they ain't 8 They could have Kenneth Walker on that team had he not transferred. And I know that's Arden's boy right now. Mm-hmm. Wake Forest could be looking at a Heisman winner, although they may not have the blocking up front. Let's move on. Uh, let's go into, uh, we talked briefly about it. Cincinnati just seems to week in, week out for the last three, four weeks not be impressive. Gio. Geoc- are they gonna get into the playoff this year? Are they gonna leave that uh, group of five school out again?
1: I I think that they still have a chance. Um they're they've got to start playing with the intensity that they played with, you know, three, four, five weeks ago. Um I, I think they're still a good football team. Uh, but yesterday, uh, again, against a one and six two-lane team that is Kind of a bottom feeder right now. Uh, you you can't you can't go out there and have that in that kind of game. You have to come out there firing all cylinders and and show that you you were supposed to be there. That game was too close for far too long, and they looked slow and and just like they didn't want to be on the field. So <coughs> if they want to be in that conversation here at the end of the year, and I think that's going to reflect again when this poll comes out, is this game yesterday with with Cincinnati. If they want to be in that conversation at the end of the year, they've got to pick it up and start playing week in, week out, the way they did for the first four weeks. Yeah, I
0: had even Desmond Ritter starting to sneak in a little bit to my Heisman conversation because of the way he's playing, and I think he's completely out of it. Arden, is is Cincinnati for real, or or are they just another team that's going to have a great record and not see anything other than a New Year's Day
2: bowl? very well possibly it could be a team with just another great record and just see a new year's day bowl i can see in my opinion if you go by the undefeateds and everything an undefeated wake forest can pass them an undefeated oklahoma will pass them they already have i think oklahoma's two coming into this week if White Forrest runs the table and wins ACC championship, they can pass Cincinnati. And at one last Bama can pass. It. Totally agree with
0: you on that. All right, let's move out west a little bit. The only team that's got a chance out west, as we know, is Oregon. Oregon earlier in the year beat Ohio State. If the college football playoffs came out Tuesday, and Ohio State is ahead of Oregon, and both went out. Can Oregon pass Ohio State, and should they?
2: Arden? I think they should. Then The College Football Playoff Committee has always used head-to-head a lot. And if they finish with the same record, yes, I know the strength of schedule is different. But if they finish with the same record, Oregon went on the road to Ohio State and beat them, they should be ranked ahead of them. In my opinion, that's what
0: I'm thinking. But once again, we get into the name recognition. It is Ohio State. Geof, how do you feel?
1: I, I feel the same way. Um, I, I do uh, tend to feel that this and it feels like a different Ohio State team than when they played Oregon. Um, I I, th- I think this Ohio State team is starting to play better as much as that pains me to say out loud. Um I just don't feel like it's it's the same team that lost to Oregon. Not saying that game didn't matter. That game did matter. That Oregon does deserve to be ahead of them. Um, I, I just want to go on record saying that that does not – it doesn't feel like the same Ohio State team. I think they're playing a whole lot better than they were then.
0: Yeah, I just feel like it's – that Oregon should be ahead, but I'm just not so sure they will be when that poll comes out. And I'm afraid if they're not, that they won't be able to pass them now because of the strength of schedule. That Ohio State has coming
1: down the stretch. I agree, and that name recognition does mean a lot. They it's it's been proven time and time again with these with these voters and and, and the committees and everything else that your Oklahomas, your Bama's, your Clemsons, your Ohio States, they're, they're Notre Dame especially. They're constantly up there uh, based on name.
0: Well, let's stay in the Big Ten and think back for just a second. Oh, how long ago two weeks seems when we said number two, Iowa. Wow. Uh, they got blown out of the water yesterday by Wisconsin. <coughs> totally out of the picture now. Do they even get in a New Year's Day ball now?
1: No. No, I think they've effectively fought their way out of it. Uh, after losing to Purdue and, and losing the way they lost yesterday, which was just miserable, uh, uh, they can kind of kiss January 1st goodbye.
0: Yeah, I don't think they even have a chance. Well, they're going to be a big underdog no matter who they face in the Big Ten championship game if they get there now, which is not guaranteed. So enough about Iowa. They are yesterday's news. What was yesterday's news, especially last night, big game down on the plains in Auburn, Alabama. We both talked, all three talked about this game. The winner of this still very much in the mix for a playoff berth. Auburn came out, looked pretty good in the first quarter. Matt Corral got a little banged up, although he finished playing the game. But Auburn comes out with an 11-point win, 31-20. Arden, how does Auburn look the rest of the year? I know they got a pretty tough schedule left with A&M in Alabama. Do you think they've got a chance?
2: If they can pull out the victory next week against A&M on the road, They've always got a chance against Bama. It's a big rivalry. It's in Auburn. Uh, If they do it, I mean, and get to the SEC championship game and say for some reason they did upset Georgia, they're a two-loss team, Auburn is. Do they jump some one-loss teams and get in? You never know. No, you don't.
1: The, uh, the, the thing, too, is, is I think I said it a couple weeks ago, Bo Nix is not making the mistakes he, he used to. The, the, for the last two or three weeks, he has been pretty consistent uh, at, at that position. So I, I think that has a lot to do with their success here lately, and they've been getting better every single week. Bella.
0: I think she's saying go Braves, if I interpreted that correctly.
2: Did <laughs> that, or she found the cat? You thought I said? Phil. Yeah, I mean,
0: there's your cat that
2: you lost. Sergeant.
1: No, there was a cat. There isn't anymore.
2: <laughs> All right. Hey, we were
0: talking just now, though. Uh, Ole Mess looks like they're kind of out of the picture now. We thought they could possibly be in it. There, we separated the men from the boys, so to speak, yesterday. Another team we thought possibly could hang around and stay in it if they won out, Kentucky. And what happened to Kentucky last
2: night, Arden? I'm still trying to figure that one out. I mean, that just blows my mind. I did not see that coming. I thought I seen that score being about that way, but I figured it was Kentucky winning. Yeah, Geoff, did you
0: did you think Kentucky would win that game as well? Uh
1: yeah, I had the reason not to. Um uh the only thing I've really got on that is Kentucky, Kentucky. Uh, they seem to do it every year at some point in time or another, no matter how good they get. And and I guess that was that game. It it surprised me. I couldn't I couldn't believe after the way they played some of these other teams, other games, that they they were on the the bad end of that one. Yeah.
0: Uh, it just seems like this year could have possibly been their year to make that statement. I know they went to a New Year's game once already under Mark Stoops, but he's done a heck of a job there. Uh, it just seems like they're, they stumble at the wrong time sometimes. Another one-loss team we've still got in the mix, even though uh, they had one loss, but it's to the number two team in the country is Notre Dame. They just keep winning, but they don't look good doing it either. They beat North Carolina last night. I actually thought North Carolina had a really good shot at winning this game. Giapp, is is there a way for Notre Dame to climb back in?
1: What is what does Notre Dame's the, the rest of their schedule look like? Do you happen to know Ward?
0: I do not know. I don't. I can look it up real quick. I've got it right. Yeah, I've got it. They play Navy, Virginia, Georgia Tech, and Stanford. <laughs> So I mean, you're looking at teams that can throw up some points, but not a game there that they shouldn't be a favorite in.
1: No, and they should—they will be a favorite going in every one of those games. Um, I—I don't—I don't think that they deserve to be in the playoff talk. Um, uh, they just haven't looked—they haven't passed the eye test, so to speak. Uh, they haven't looked like the team that they have at, at times in the past. Um, uh, I just don't want to. I wish Notre Dame played a, got into a conference and played that kind of schedule every year, um, and it wasn't the conference they decided to get into. If that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of people have said that for a lot of years, but money talks and NBC
1: pays. So, I yes, correct. I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I I hate nothing more than having to watch them every week on the same channel. Um. Uh, especially when it's not a good product. And this year it's been okay. It, it just hasn't been what seems like – it hasn't been one of their best years. Um, I, so I don't, I don't think the playoff talk is in the picture. I, I think they're, they're definitely in line for a New Year's Day Bowl. Um, and I think they probably went out. They should. Um, if they don't, they're definitely not in the talk. If they do, I, I still think that strength of schedule hasn't come up short.
0: It possibly will. Uh, Speaking of strength of schedules and coming up short, uh, playing in the ACC does you no favors, obviously, but it looked like Pittsburgh had a chance to actually make a statement and lays a big egg against Miami at home yesterday. Miami 38-34. Kenny Pickett probably out of the Heisman now as well, just from one game. I don't know if that's fair, but he had good stats. But when you lose, it, it brings you down. Pittsburgh probably out now, don't you think?
2: Yes. Or Arden, go ahead. Yes, I agree with you, Phil. Uh, Pittsburgh's probably out. Uh, You know, and like you said, Pickett had a good game. He, He don't play defense, but that's the way the Heisman goes. As your team struggles, you fall down the rankings of the Heisman list. Geoff,
0: any thoughts on Pittsburgh at all? Or are they once again now, as we were saying today,
1: yesterday's news? So, I was I was kind of on the the Pitt bandwagon. Uh, they they have looked really good this year. Um, I, I wasn't I wasn't gonna take them completely out of the playoff talk um, up until their loss yesterday. Uh, now, obviously, they're. It's null and void. They're, they they will not be in the top, you know, four or five when it comes right down to the wire. Um, it was just a really bad loss. Uh, they're they're probably still going to find their way into the Aces championship game, um, but I think the only relevant team in the the talk of playoff out in the ACC is is going to be the uh, is Wake Forest. Yeah, I kind of
0: agree with you now. I think Wake Forest is, is going to be the talk of the town in the ACC. <clears throat> really, what's becoming a relevant conference over the last few years without Clemson, and I think that Clemson dominance, like you said earlier, does, does hurt them. We've still got a few teams that are hanging around that 7-1 and one mark. Uh, several of them were undefeated going into yesterday. A couple of teams we didn't think were going to make the playoffs anyway, being in the group of five. SMU and San Diego State both go down last night. Uh, Houston beating SMU goes to 7-1. and one. All of them are tied now, along with Coastal Carolina. So, but I don't think any of those teams can get in over any one-loss team that's in the Power Five. So I think now it's down to Cincinnati or bust. Uh, we did have a couple other games yesterday that we haven't brought up yet, one being Baylor and Texas. Baylor's still at 7-1. and one. Texas looks like they just are uh, thinking ahead to the SEC and what their record's going to look like then, 4-4 uh, four and four now, Gio.
1: And it probably shouldn't be that good. Um, it, it, And I guess at the same time, it could be better. They they've given away so many games. I mean, what was it? They were up by three touchdowns with Oklahoma. Uh, they were up. Uh, what was the week after that? Who they play the week after that? Was it Oklahoma State? Yes, it was
0: Oklahoma State, and they lost uh, 32-24.
1: And they were they were up like twenty four to seven at one point, or something like that. Yeah, I think they, they were up,
0: up big good in that game.
1: Um, so two weeks straight, they found a way to, to give it away. Uh, I don't know. Texas seems seems like a team that that had to close. They can't. They they just don't know how to win, um, which doesn't bode real well coming into the SEC. Uh, they're they're liable to get hurt a little bit off the bat if they don't know how to how to finish out games, um, especially to a team that or in a conference that we all <laughs> have rather subpar defenses.
0: Yeah, they are. They, I think, you know, we talk mostly about Texas in this game, Arden, but, I mean, the team they played, Baylor, 7-1, and one, and still has Oklahoma on the schedule. Baylor can still make some
2: noise in this Big
0: 12 as well and possibly even win the whole thing.
2: Yes, they very well could. I mean, I, they can control their own destiny. With the Oklahoma on schedule, they went out. You could be looking at your Big 12 champions being Baylor with one loss. But I don't think a one loss Baylor, because their name recognition isn't there, I don't think a one loss Baylor gets in the playoffs. Old Rowe, I don't know.
0: Ohio State or somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I got you on that. Uh, late last night, there was a game, I know this is a uh, number 25 team, but just for the sheer amount of points scored last night, I wanted to bring it up. At halftime, it was 45-42. And BYU goes on and beats Virginia 66-49 to in the highest scoring game of the day. And uh, just a shootout, no need for really much comment on that because neither of those teams are going anywhere but a bowl. But man, what an offensive performance that was. And I don't know. Those games are just fun to watch. Over. That was
1: that was like last week's uh, who was it? Was it Army and uh,
0: Oh yeah, Wake Forest and Army. Wake like, Forest and Army. 756. It was it 100,
1: 109 to 84 or something like that?
0: <laughs> Close enough. Over is over as they say. Okay, guys, before we wrap up uh, college football, just we're going to see the polls come out. Give me your top five. And, and as we look now, what are there, four undefeated teams still going? Uh, you've got several stout, one-loss teams. Some of those may be ahead of these undefeated teams. But let me see how you you guys see this playing out Tuesday. And, uh, geoff I'll let you go first.
1: Uh, I'm going to start with Georgia at one. Uh, I don't think that's debatable. Um, I've got Bama at two, um, just because of who they are, name recognition, as well as how they've played. Uh, at three, I've got Michigan State jumping up and into that conversation. Uh, that win against Michigan was was stout, and I think they deserve to be there and have that have that hanging over them. Uh, Ohio State, I've got – I'm sorry, correction, Oklahoma, I've got at four. Um, probably not deserving of it, but they're undefeated in a power five. So, we'll see how that plays out. But I've got Oklahoma at four. Um, yeah, I
0: guess I counted wrong there. We still have five undefeated teams. I was kind of leaving Cincinnati out of that. My bad. Arden, how do you see the top five shaking down
2: Tuesday night? is going to be your number one. Personally, I think Michigan State should be number two. They probably won't be, but in my top five, I've got Michigan State at two. Then I've got Oklahoma at three, then Bama, and then Cincinnati. Okay, Cincinnati
0: coming in fifth spot. No Wake Forest for either of you so far in the top five.
1: No, I've got I've got Cincinnati actually outside my uh my six. I've got Ohio State at five and at six. I've got Oregon. Um, Cincinnati comes in at at seven, and Wake Forest coming in at eight.
0: Fair enough, Arden. Would you like to expand yours? Any? I think we may have lost Arden there for a minute, Geoff. Well, Either that he's high, really still. George is number one. Uh, anybody that argues that or if it doesn't come out that way, something's wrong with the system. Uh, I'm with Arden on this. I kind of like putting Michigan State number two right now. They were numbers. I mean, we're obviously looking at two different polls, but they were number seven or eight and beat the number 16. Uh, I think that's enough to vault them up being undefeated and in the Big Ten. Uh, Alabama, I think they picked a good week to have off Uh, just for the sheer fact they didn't lose any points. They may not have gained any, but I don't think they're going to lose any rankings. I'll put Alabama three. I'm not convinced Oklahoma is that good, but you still have to stick them in there. But I'm going to put Cincinnati four and Oklahoma five right now as my top five, and I'd put Wake Forest right in behind them followed by Oregon and Ohio State. So we're all fairly close. We're just going to see how it hashes out on, uh, on Tuesday night because that's one of the fun things to watch is see how those top six play out, and it'll be fun rest of the season. All right, let's get into a little pro football now as we move along. Let me switch this over, and uh, we'll start talking a little fantasy and possibly what's going to happen today uh one game we I know the three of us talked about last night Carolina at Atlanta Arden and I both like Atlanta you're still not sold on them geoff
1: well my my not being sold on them is more of a a a jaded fill as opposed to an actual analytic football fill uh so don't don't take my my words on Atlanta I just I have no faith in them at all as a fan. Well, do you
0: have any faith left in Sam Darnold and the Panthers?
1: Not really. Uh, we'll see. Um, it's kind of fallen off. No, he's still he's still a good quarterback, I believe, and I, I think with Christian McCaffrey, he's still a top fifteen fantasy uh, quarterback. Um, unfortunately, without Christian McCaffrey, that's a big part of that team. I think so, that
0: you're fading this game as far as fantasy goes.
1: Um as far as fantasy I'm I'm going to have some Atlanta pieces. Um I, I do think they'll move the football. Uh I I don't like um any of the backfield. Um but i I probably will have some uh, Calvin Ridley and uh obviously Arden is really big on on Kyle Pitts this week. I'm I'm not as big because of the price point, but that's the only reason. It's cause of the price point.
0: Yeah, I know, Arden, you're a Kyle Pitts guy this week. He's going to go a little expensive, number one tight end in the league this week, but he should throw up some points.
2: Yeah, I mean, watching him last week, he, he made a couple catches. They had their best cornerback on him, Xavier Howard, who was a very good cornerback from Miami. And he couldn't even, I mean, he, he couldn't slow him down. He finally found his rhythm in this offense, and I think he goes through the roof. I think he just keeps getting better each week.
0: I think another play that relatively low end play, Russell Gage, has started to come back for Atlanta a little bit and established himself as the number two receiver. But really all that means is he's the number three guy because I think Pitts has definitely jumped into number two. All right, moving right along. Cincinnati at the New York Jets. I think this game's like 11 now, and Cincinnati's been clicking. I think this is just uh, another
2: game where they just kind of roll.
0: Arden, what do you see in this one? I
2: agree. I mean, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrows, I mean, they've got a connection that goes back to LSU, and they're just tearing defenses apart. Yeah, I think Cincinnati rolls. Uh, running backs could be good plays, Mixon and P Ryan, because I think they get ahead and just might just start running the ball.
0: Well that that's a good point because if they do get the lead, they're gonna take the pass game out of it. I, do you see any good good things to do in this game as far as fantasy goes, as far as price point and whatnot?
1: uh, yeah, Cincinnati defense. Um, Zach Wilson's out. Corey Davis is doubtful. Uh, the the Jets are banged up they they weren't really good anyways. So I'm gonna play Cincinnati pieces um, with some hesitation, and the only reason I'm going to is with hesitation is because of the the jets not being able to move the football. Um, without Zach Wilson in, they're going to be playing uh, White. Is that yeah, M. White. Yeah, whoever that might be.
0: Exactly, um, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, so I mean, best of luck to that guy. Uh, he's probably in for a world of hurt today. Uh, so you've got Michael Carter and uh, and Johnson in the backfield, and and outside of that, I'm not taking any Jets receivers. Um, but they got to move the football somehow, so I think the the backfield's gonna get a whole lot of touches. Um, and I'm, I'm not gonna play a, a I'm not gonna play a whole lot of Cincinnati side of it either. Uh, maybe some some P Ryan because I think he's in there for the the duration of the game because um, Cincinnati's gonna kind of run away with it and it's gonna be a game script type thing. Um, but the the receivers, I'm I'm not gonna touch Jamar Chase today at 7,500. It's too expensive when he might only play half a game of football.
0: Very true. I kind of disagree when you said somebody's got to move the football for the Jets. I think somebody has to try and move the football, but I don't and, think they're going to do it today. I really think this could be a very low offensive performance from the Jets today.
1: And, and, I, and I agree. And when I say that, I'm, I'm basing it off of, of attempts, so off touches. Right. Um, obviously, you want volume. And I think that the they will have volume. All right,
0: Arden, start us off on this one. we got Tyrod Taylor coming back for the Texans today. Is that going to make a difference against this high-powered Rams offense? And give me some players you like in this one.
2: Well, Tyrod Taylor coming back, he's a better quarterback than Davis Mills, that's for sure. Uh, But against the Rams, I just don't know that they might keep it close for a little while. Rams should pull away with this one, I mean. I like Daryl Henderson in this one. Cooper Cup, Stafford. I mean, Cup and Stafford just have some kind of chemistry going, and they're just going off every week.
0: Yeah, it's it seems right now that you can go, you can ride the Stafford Cup train and get you a lot of points each week. Geoff are you in agreement with that?
1: Uh, well, I just wanted to clarify, um, they've actually just said that Tyrod Taylor is not playing this week.
0: Oh, and I had not gotten that update, so I'm just going by notes I had.
1: Um, so Ty- they decided not to reactivate Tyrod Taylor, so he will not be available this week. He'll be available next week um, when the uh, Texans play, but not this week against the Rams.
0: So it looks like back to Davis Mills, so long day for the Texans. While we're, while we're on this subject uh, with the Texans, let's get you, uh, your thoughts about the Deshaun Watson thing. I know that the, there's been trade talks and whatnot, and uh, it seems like this may be coming to a close, and he may play this year. Gia? Uh, it,
1: it looks that way, um, and <laughs> I guess it really all comes down to, to what these teams want to risk uh, as far as what's following him. Um, I I know we talked about it last night. It it obviously looks like this whole thing might blow over and and be in his favor. Um, If what I've been seeing about uh, uh, the Panthers is true, I think that's a bad mistake. Um, I I think there will be teams that would be lucky to have him, Um, just not the Panthers on that scale of what they're willing to give up. I don't think it's I don't think it's worth it there, um, but I guess I guess we'll see. I, I I don't I don't like the risk to reward there.
0: Well, Arden, I mean, there's been talk too for for a long time, Deshaun Watson to Miami for two. Uh, is that a possibility, or do you see him going somewhere else? In your opinion?
2: Well, from my understanding, he wants to go to Miami, but from what I've heard. They, the Texans do not want to it. They, what they, what the Texans want, which is, I would not give up for Deshaun Watson. The Texans want three first round draft picks and a second round draft pick for Deshaun Watson.
0: And he's not worth that at this point in his career because you don't know what you're getting or what the future may hold. So I don't know. These teams. As we said, geoff we talked last night. Somebody knows something more than we do right now, and I think that it'll all come out soon, but I think this is pretty quick to being over right now, and we're going to see him
2: moved somewhere.
1: I agree. It looks <laughs> that way.
2: Trade deadline I'm sorry, Arden, what? Trade deadline is Tuesday.
0: Yeah, so it's going to have to be tomorrow or Tuesday. So yes. yeah, it's going to have to be quick or he's just probably not going to play at all this year. All right, let's get back to what we're here for the DFS and, and to tell you about these games, Miami rolling into Buffalo. Buffalo is Buffalo. Miami seems to be struggling for an identity. Sometimes they've got two of back Jalen Waddle right up there in the league leaders of uh, receptions right now. Uh, as a rookie and he's really bringing it not not a lot of yardage but those receptions are coming in key arden i'll let you start this game off well uh, buffalo miami who do you see in this game
2: you like i believe buffalo winds up winning the game by two touchdowns or better. buffalo's just yes they lost to tennessee but buffalo's just that good of a team they have a good defense uh, you got one of the top quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion, and Josh Allen, and he's got all kinds of weapons. And the running backs have been producing better this year. Zach Miles and Singletary are doing better than they've been doing. So, yeah, I like Buffalo, and I like Josh Allen as a play, and I think this could be a big game for Diggs.
0: Well, Arden, I'm going to tell you, if you play Josh Allen and Kyle Pitts, you're going to – get the bottom of the barrel everywhere else. So, you may, may have to quit going for the, out on a limb to get these top guys. You know what I'm saying?
2: Oh, I still understand what you're saying. But, I mean, you know, they could be the ones that make it. You never know.
0: That's absolutely true. They should be the ones that make it. Geoff, who you got coming out of this game as far as uh, some DFS?
1: Um, One guy – and, yeah, I, I do like Diggs this week, obviously – um, but if you need to find a little bit of value somewhere, I was just, uh, looking something up. Um, Emmanuel Sanders has get, been getting more targets week in, week out. Uh, something I've noticed last week. Um, he, he's looking his way more and at a lower price point than, uh, his counterpart and digs, uh, there is a, a, a logical play there as far as the price point goes. Um, on the other side of the ball, uh, uh, again, volume, Tua has been good for fantasy. Uh, maybe not good as far as the win-loss record at Miami goes, but he has been been good for fantasy. Um, last week he had 34 points or so when we were talking about him last week and saying you could pretty much play him by himself, um, and that proved true last week. I, I do like him again this week um, on a strict volume. Uh, they're going to have to move the football. They're going to have to keep the ball in the air. Buffalo should be leading pretty much this whole game. Um, so from from that game script, it, it should be a, a pretty good 2 a game.
0: Yeah, I think Buffalo, you know, their their coverage is pretty good on the on the outside. Uh, I think you may see Miles Gaskin catching a lot of passes coming out of the backfield today as well. Uh, he's been fairly quiet over the last few weeks. So possibly uh go in and grab him fairly inexpensive as well. I do like Zach Moss. Uh, today. He and Singletary have been kind of sharing touches, but it seems like Moss has gotten over the hump just a little bit and may be the number one guy now, and I think Buffalo's going to run the ball a lot today, and he's been getting the touches down close to the goal line, so. All right, moving on. Philadelphia Eagles, Detroit Lions. I like Detroit to come off the snide this week and win their first game. I don't know if you guys will agree with that, but That's how I feel. Uh, Philadelphia without Miles Sanders today. Uh, Kenneth Gamewell going to be in the game. Obviously going to be inexpensive to play him. But I'm not sure that Philadelphia can run the ball, just like they haven't been able to run the ball all year. Uh, What's surprising to me on this one is the total. I thought it might be lower, uh, but right up at 48. So Vegas expecting these teams to throw up some points. But, Geoff, who's going to do it
1: Right, we talked about this last night and I, I know I know y'all are, are are big on the Detroit side of it today uh I, I just can't seem to find my way there I've been I've been trying to talk myself into it and just can't um from a, a fantasy uh, standpoint I, again I told y'all last or told you Phil um, with Zach Ertz now in Arizona it, it leaves that tight end spot open to just Dallas Goddard and he is more than capable uh, at 4,700, um, he's a he's a little bit lower than your your top end guys, uh, uh, Gasecki and uh, uh, Kyle Pitts and 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 whatnot. So if you're looking for a, a play at the tight end spot, um, again on a volume type game where Goddard is more than capable and he's going to be the first or second look every single play, uh, I do like Goddard this week um, on the play side of it. Uh, I think
0: we lost Gia for a minute, Arden, are you still with me?
2: Yes, sir, I'm here, Phil. All
0: right, let's go on and uh, let's get your thoughts on this uh, Eagles-Lions game. Uh, I know you and I talked about it. We both kind of see the Lions possibly winning this game today.
2: I think the Lions win this game. Saint Brown, Saint Brown. I think he can have a big game at receiver for the Lions. He's a fairly cheap play. I don't know his price point to be exact because like I said I had tablet issues, but I do uh, lock him in as a play today.
0: All right, well, let's go on to the next game. I, I think that's about all to be said for that game, to be honest, uh, other than bringing up maybe Jalen Hurts, uh, who's just been steady all year. But you know what you're going to get with him. So, All right, let's go to Cleveland, where the Browns are going to host the Steelers. Cleveland in a bit of a dire situation right now, as are the Steelers. This is kind of a must-win for both teams.
2: I agree with you. It's a must-win for both teams. And to be honest with you, they're both beat up some. I think I'm going to fade this game as far as – I think it's a low-scoring game. And, I mean, they both got pretty good defenses. They both stopped to run pretty well. So, I think I'm going to fade this game and not uh, have many plays from it. Yeah, I
0: kind of disagree with you. I think this could – Game could get on up there. I know it's only a 43 point total, but uh, Deontay Johnson has been steady all year. He's getting a lot of targets for Pittsburgh. Najee Harris leading the league for running backs and targets. I think both of those could be good plays today. Uh, As far as Cleveland goes, I think second game back after he gets his feet back under him last week, Jarvis Landry could come in today and have a big game for the Browns as well. Uh, I don't see a whole lot of other that I really like. I mean, there possibly could be. Uh, <laughs> Brown's running game right now is kind of up in the air. I think Chubb is back today, still without Kareem Hunt. So you're going to rub run Chubb and Johnson together instead of Chubb and Hunt. So I think they're going to share a lot of the carries, especially after Johnson's performance last week. So, I don't know that you, you're you going to get a lot of production out of either one of those either. So I agree 100% with you there. Uh, while we're waiting on Gia to try to get back, let's just move on to the next game. We'll go to San Fran at Chicago. Chicago just seems to be a hot mess right now, and San Fran just kind of looking for an identity. They've
2: had so many injury issues. That's very true. Uh just got a message from G.I. He'll be back in a couple minutes having to reboot his computer. Uh, yeah, I, I do like some plays in this game, though. I do like uh, both running backs. I like the Herbert kid from the Bears as a play, and I like uh, Mitchell from the 49ers as a play today. Well, it seems like Debo Samuel's just been the man for the
0: 49ers this year as well. He's, he's come out and just performed every – Week in, week out, uh, still not – I mean, he's his price has been raised some, but still not the most expensive out there. But it seems like he's getting it done. Jimmy Garoppolo back, I think Debo could have a big game here. I do like Elijah Mitchell in this game. I think San Francisco wins this game, and I think they try to uh, control the ball on the ground a lot today.
2: I agree with you, and I like Debo as well today. He could have, you know, he, he's getting numbers every week. And let's not forget,
0: Chicago will be without its head coach today, Matt Nagy, on the COVID protocol. I'm not sure if that hurts or helps them at this point. That helps <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if he's, you know, they may be better off with him off the sideline the way they've been playing. Uh, I hate it to see it for Justin Fields though, because he's just struggling right now, and I think if you put him in a different offense, that he could possibly be doing better. But it doesn't seem like right now he's making any progress at all in Chicago.
2: No, it really don't. And I expected him too, but it's uh, he. I thought they would at least run with him more or something. Maybe they've told him they don't want him running. I don't know, but he ain't even been running with the ball much.
0: Yeah, that's true. So we'll see what happens today. I don't think he's gonna run the ball a lot today on San Francisco, other than the fact that he if he is running, he's gonna have Bosa chasing
2: him. Yeah,
0: that's for sure. Yeah, coming from that from coming from his backside. So he better be ready. I see several sacks from San Fran in there today. I wouldn't mind playing their defense as well.
2: No, I, their, their defense is one of them I like, and back to what G.I. said earlier, I like the Bengals' defense, but I do like 49ers today, too. All
0: right, let's go to Seattle, late game, Jacksonville at Seattle, Jacksonville has shown some sign of life, I guess you would say, Seattle just, they're treading water right now, and I'm not sure that they can keep up without Russell Wilson. I think they can in this game and possibly win it. But uh, who do you like in this game? Can Jacksonville come in, bring any players in this game that's going to affect fantasy in a positive way?
2: Yeah, they really can. I like, uh, one of my players today Marvin Jones Jr. He, Him and uh, Trevor Lawrence seem to have a connection going on. They've been doing pretty good together down there. Jacksonville, and I think he can have a very big game today because, as everybody knows, you can throw the ball in Seattle. Their defense isn't very good.
0: Well, speaking of throwing the ball in Seattle, Geno Smith throws the ball, but it's just not going into the right people's hands and completions right now. Uh, Without Russell Wilson, I think it brings down both those receivers in Lockett and DK Metcalf as well, don't you think?
2: Yeah, because they're both priced up there and they need major production for their value at their price point and Gino's not been able to give them the production they need yeah, I, think,
0: I think seattle possibly runs the ball a lot today uh i'm not sure who's gonna run the ball I know rashad penny's back now and uh he got a little time in last week in the game He's been practicing with the first team, from what I understand. So, Penny could be the guy instead of Collins that goes today. And if if so, talk about a price point bargain.
2: Rashad Penny would be your guy. Yeah, that's very uh, – I mean, that's a good price point. I think he gets touches, period. Last I heard, they thought it was going to be a, both of them splitting duties in the backfield today. Well, I think it will be uh,
0: It'll be interesting to see who actually gets the start there because that could tell a lot going forward. Yeah. Let's back up a little bit. I, I actually skipped the game on the early games uh, and it's the hometown game here in Tennessee. Tennessee will go to Indianapolis today. Uh, Derrick Henry is just Derrick Henry and, and no one has stopped him yet. And I don't see anyone stopping him. You just hope to slow a train down. You're not going to stop it. Uh, Indianapolis though, we talked They're a two and a half point favorite going into today, Tennessee, you know, it's, it's a struggle every year with Tennessee to try to sweep the Colts. They've only done it once ever. And as Tennessee won earlier this year, this is the second meeting, uh, I hate to say it, but man, it just seems like this could be the Colts' game, and I don't. I know you disagree.
2: Well, I mean, I did, I, when I talked to you about it last night, well, it threw me off on the line, and then you told me that they would never, or one time in history, that they swept the Colts, so that made more sense on the line and everything. I was wondering if they'd maybe put the line out there, thinking Tennessee's going to have a letdown after the two big wins they got against Buffalo and Kansas City in back-to-back weeks.
0: Yeah, let's, let's be honest, though. I mean, those are great wins, but this game being a division game means a whole lot more. Uh, if they beat Indian for the second time today, that, that puts them completely in the driver's seat for the AFC South. Uh, I know we talked about it last night. We joked around a little bit. Carson Wentz, though, he has been playing better and he's not the same quarterback Tennessee saw when he was hobbled earlier
2: in the year. Now that's true, because last time they played, he was hobbled. Uh, you know, he's playing better. He's still not a, in my opinion, he's still a t- number 18 quarterback in the league, number 20 quarterback in the league. He's, he's not that good. He's managing. He's been a game manager, in my opinion. So yeah. who do you
0: see who do you see in this game, Martin, that you might like in fantasy? Uh any buys here or or do we just go with the usual list of suspects with Henry and Taylor?
2: Well, you can you're gonna want your Henry and Taylor here and there. I mean, I guess you know, GI and since he on here, I thought I was out there for Gio. He thinks Carson Wentz is a very good play. And against Tennessee's defense some weeks, I agree with that. I guess it's which Tennessee defense shows up and plays. But if they play like they did against the Jets, Carson Wentz would be a great play.
0: Yeah, and I think too, just judging from the the past history of this rivalry, so to speak, in the last few years, Jack Doyle has been a Titans killer. And I know he hadn't done much for the Colts lately, but I expect Jack Doyle to score today, and what a buy at a, as a tight end. I know you like pits, but if you haven't got any money left and need a tight end, I think Doyle may be the way to go today.
2: Uh, I agree. I do like pits, but I, like I told you last night, too, I can go with somebody that's uh, in the in my tight end situation like Jack Doyle and use pits at my flex situation because your other tight ends are cheaper and can get numbers, and. Pitts can put up numbers like a wide receiver. Exactly. All right, let's move on out
0: west again, back to the
2: later games.
0: New England Patriots at the Los Angeles Chargers. God, that is so hard for me to say. (laughs) It looked painful, Phil. It looked painful. I really want to say San Diego. It it just doesn't come out right. But I'm getting used to everybody being somewhere else. But what threw me last night, Art, the the San Diego State-Fresno game was played in Los Angeles at the Galaxy Stadium where the Chargers play. And there we go back with San Diego again. The Aztecs (laughs) evidently are having a a, uh, renovation on their stadium, so now they're the Los Angeles Aztecs, I guess, so to speak. But anyway, getting off that subject, we're back in L.A. with the Chargers hosting the Patriots. I know uh, you're probably big today on Damian Harris. Uh, Chargers give up a lot of rushing yards. And uh, I know that Austin Eckler has said he's going to play today. So that's good news for the Chargers. Herbert and the receivers have been pretty steady all year. Uh, Mac Jones is even showing now that he he's coming on as a quarterback. So, this could be an interesting game before it's all said and done. Chargers favored by four. How do you see the game going? And who do you like in the game as far as fantasy?
2: Well, you're right. I like uh, Damian Harris as far as one fantasy play. Uh, another fantasy play from the New England side, I like Hunter Henry. I mean, he's he's gotten in the end zone, what, three or four straight weeks. I mean, he's – Starting to find the system better. This is a revenge game for him in a way, you know, because the Chargers didn't want to pay him and everything. Uh, New England, I'm still trying to figure them out. The you know they this offense is pretty explosive for the Chargers, and you know uh, Mike Williams is uh, having a great year. So. Belichick always tries to take away the hottest one, and Williams has been that. So I think this could be a big day for Keenan Allen. I think Keenan Allen could have a bigger day today. Uh, It's interesting you brought up Hunter
0: Henry. Hunter Henry started performing well this year after James White went out. So, since they didn't have that third down back coming out of the backfield, it looks like they're going shorter routes to the tight end, and Henry fits that mold pretty well. Geoff we're talking about the Chargers and Patriots right now, obviously. How do you see this game? and who? And glad to have you back, by the way.
1: Uh, glad you got things fixed.
0: Tell me who you like in this game.
1: Uh, well, based on, on listening to you all while I was uh, 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 in the backstage of the show, um, I, I agree with pretty much everything Arden has said. Uh, Hunter Henry has been on point. Um, he's he's scored in in the last two or three weeks straight. I don't see that slowing down. He, he's getting more targets and looks. Um, his price point is uh, forty two hundred. So at forty two hundred, um, I'd say that he is thirty to forty percent to catch a touchdown. I think that's well worth your your price point uh, when you only need. You know, 12, 13 points out of him to make sense of the price. Um, so that's, that's my play from that game. Um, I'm, I'm so confused on, on the, uh, about did what you did, Phil. I can't get used to saying Los Angeles. Uh, the, uh, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, uh, I cannot figure that out. Keenan Allen has been that, that possession receiver, first down, big play guy. Um, uh, and he's he's just kind of taken a, a backseat, a second look uh, behind Mike Williams, it seems, this year. Uh, so I don't really know what to, to make of that, but I do like Keenan Allen this week. I think he's eventually got to become um, that guy again for uh, Herbert and that offense to start moving.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Allen's got to step up in that offense, especially if they want to make that run toward the playoffs. Speaking of guys who have stepped up recently, our next game, we're going to go down to new Orleans, Tampa Bay at new Orleans. Mike Evans has stepped up recently. Uh, We talked about him having his struggles throughout the first few weeks of the season. Fantasy wise, still a great, great wide receiver, but just not putting the numbers up, but it looks like Tom Brady and Mike Evans have been clicking a lot lately. And, uh, Today, I kind of see Tampa Bay going into New Orleans and rolling. I don't know how you see it. Uh, Geoff, tell me what you think of the game and, and who you like in this as far as fantasy goes. Well,
1: I've, I've, been, I've been kind of falling off of New Orleans um, for the past few weeks, and it seems to backfire on me every time. Um, every time I say New Orleans isn't going gonna, gonna to move the football, they're not going to do very well, they find a way to, to do something I'm not expecting. Um, With that being said, this is Tampa Bay. Uh, It's Tom Brady and company. They've been phenomenal this year, um, as usual. They've got a a stellar uh, offensive side of the football that that has so many weapons on it. Um, Even without Gronk, um, they've been moving the football well. Even without A.B., they've been moving the football well. Uh, I do like Mike Evans. Um, He finally had his week last week, and I think he starts to grow off that. Um, so I, I do like Mike Evans this week. Uh, I, I want to like one of the the tight ends from Tampa Bay. I think we talked about it last night. If I if I choose to play Cameron Braith, then O.J. Howard catches passes and touchdowns. If I play O.J. Howard, Cameron Braith catch, catches passes and touchdowns. Um, so don't even listen to me on that. I may or may not play a guy, but it'll be the wrong play. So I'm the wrong person to ask for that right there. Yeah.
0: All right, Arden, uh, New Orleans – i mean camara just is camara every weekend week out getting getting a lot of points it doesn't it seems like they're probably going to have to pass the ball a lot today they don't have a lot of weapons on the outside camara coming out of the backfield is probably going to be a monster today is there anybody else on that new orleans team that you see stepping up
2: no uh I really don't. I mean, I, like you said, they're going to be behind. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. A, and a lot of it could be going to Camara. And I think Camara has a big day. I will say this on the other side and give some tidbit. Yes, Mike Evans went off last week. But if you go back and you look at this Tampa Bay against New Orleans, Marshawn Lattimore shadows Mike Evans and has won every battle against Mike Evans since they've been playing against each other. Very good point, Martin. Very
0: good point. I kind of like a stack in this game with just put Brady and Evans and Godwin and let them go and see what happens because you're not sure who's going to get the the catches in that, but both of them seem to, every weekend, week out, keep getting those catches and touchdowns. So. Should be an interesting game to watch. I like Tampa Bay in that game though.
1: Can I add one thing?
0: Yes, you can.
1: Um on the New Orleans side of it with their their lack of of, of options on the the outside of the receiver, wide receiver position. Uh, like y'all said they're going to throw the football. Um Traquan Smith started getting some looks last week. Um so I think that that's something they can build on. Um he's kind of a speedy guy. So at 3900 That's if you're looking for somebody in that price range, Traquan Smith with the amount of volume there to keep the ball in the air is is a good look possibly this week.
0: Yeah. Very inexpensive and it's going to get some targets, no doubt. All right, let's move on. Last game of the afternoon, Washington and Denver. This Washington football team, what a Jekyll and Hyde team. We thought their defense was going to be so stellar at the beginning of the year. Right now, they're number 32 in the league out of 32 teams and giving up points to the quarterback. Therefore, I'm looking at Teddy Bridgewater to have a big day today. relatively inexpensive. Geoff, how do you see this game? Uh, Denver, a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home in that mountain air. Uh, can Washington come in there play? And who do you like in this game?
1: Um, I, I do. I do like the Denver side of it. Um, I think from a, a just strictly football standpoint, I, I think Denver does win this game and cover. Um, like you said, Washington's defense has been bad. Um, I, I do. I do like uh, Bridgewater. He's he's going to be a cheaper uh, quarterback this week. Um, I also like Cam Sutton and Jerry Judy. Um, it's probably a stack I'm looking at doing. Because um, Washington can move the football. They have some playmakers in McLaurin and, and, and Gibson, so they, they'll they move the football. They'll put some points up. Um, So I, I think it does keep that game script kind of balanced so it won't fade one side or the other. Denver won't just start running the football. They will keep throwing it and, and getting first downs and, and, and whatnot. Um, so I, I do like that side of it with the the stack, with the, the Bridgewater and the receivers.
0: Yeah, as far as Washington goes, I kind of like Ricky Seals-Jones again today, fairly in the medium range of the tight ends. He's been getting a lot of looks. He's playing almost every snap of the ball for Washington. Arden Antonio Gibson, uh, hit or miss right now. Uh, What's he going to do today, hit or miss?
2: I I don't think he has a good game today. I think you see some – I think they get behind and – He's not a hundred percent. And I think you might see some more JD McKissick coming out of the backfield today. Uh i on Washington's side, my probably favorite play is Ricky Seals. I mean yeah. Ricky Seals Jones. Uh Denver has a very good secondary. They have two very good cornerbacks that are gonna that can match up with Washington's receivers. So I think if they're throwing the ball, it's going to have to go to Jones and go to uh, McKissick out the backfield a lot.
0: Arden, I'm going to stay with you and ask you one more question on the Denver side of the ball. They've been, they've been using the two headed monster, so to speak with Gordon and Williams all year. When is Javante Williams going to get his chance?
2: Well, as long as they're in the chase for the playoffs, I think they keep it a tandem deal because they love Gordon's experience and being the veteran he is. But if they start losing a few games and fall out the playoff hunt, then I think they turn it over to Devontae Williams.
0: Yeah, well, I think he's a good young talent and he deserves his time up. Uh, Gordon is though playing pretty well right now. All right, that does it for all the afternoon games today uh we'll go on and finish out the schedule though and possibly give you some showdown lineups here uh tonight Dak Prescott questionable for the cowboys from what i hear he probably is leaning toward not playing that opens it up for zeke in the backfield i think to tote the load tonight uh, minnesota dalvin cook and company i think your wideouts are playing very well kirk cousins is playing great he's obviously he's going to toss his interceptions and dallas has pretty good defense but i see this coming in as a high scoring game and probably going over a lot of points being scored arden if you were filling out a fantasy lineup tonight tell me how you're gonna go with it and, and how do you arrange that? How, how do you go about a showdown lineup as far as picking a captain?
2: Well, I try to take a captain that in some, in some situations I try to take a captain that's not going to be owned by a big percentage that I think can have a good game. And This one here, if I'm picking a captain and Dak's not playing, I might be looking at a Zeke getting a heavy run load or maybe even a cheaper play in Tony Pollard, the running backs and everything with Prescott being out, I'm probably going to stay away from some of the receivers and get some Dalvin Cook in there and Justin Jefferson. I think he has a very big game, Justin Jefferson.
0: Well, Geoff, I know you've been big on Tony Pollard all year. My thought tonight may be a little bit of Dallas Schultz. I don't know. Uh, for some reason, I guess I'm big on tight ends today. I've brought them up over and over. Uh, how do you see this game uh, playing out? Uh, it looks to me like Minnesota, without Prescott, Minnesota may have the advantage, and uh, Dallas is going to have to throw the ball. But I'm not. I'm still not sure, and I'm not sold on Minnesota either.
1: Well, without without Dak, in this uh, this game has a completely different look to it. Um, Dak is a whole lot of that Dallas offense. I think we all know that. Um, if Cooper Rush is going to be your quarterback in this game, uh, I, I think that changes that the the dynamic of of what Dallas can do. Um, not saying he can't play, not saying he's not good, but he's not Dak, and he doesn't have the the. Uh, What's what I'm looking for? Um, the he's not in tune with his guys as much as Dak Prescott is. Um, but anyways, the as far as showdown lineups go, there are two ways to go about it. You can you can do what Arden says and try to find that that less owned guy. Um in a game like this, I, I feel there's too many superstars, and you've got to pick that that superstar that you think is going to have that game. Um, so I don't I don't think you can fade off of of the Justin Jefferson Dalvin Cook uh, C D Lamb uh, Zeke I I don't think you can fade off those guys in a game with the high caliber players that are in this one um, finding that that low percentage owned guy that that sneaky play um, is better for a, a game that doesn't have these high profile guys in it um, and, and to your question about the tight ends Phil I have no idea. Uh, between Schultz and Jarwin, I've given up trying to figure out who's getting the ball and who's playing what. Um, So best of luck Much like
0: Tampa Bay. Correct. (laughs) All right. Well, let's uh, move on to the last game of the week. Monday night, uh, the Chiefs desperately needing a win, and I think this may just be what the doctor ordered, a home tilt with the New York Giants. I know. Last week, Randall came out and said the Giants will win at Carolina, and he was correct. Uh, I don't see the Giants winning at Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Gio,
1: I'd like to say no, um, but the they Kansas City haven't been good. They they've been bad. Um, what what's the injury update on Mahomes? Has anybody heard anything?
0: I have not. As far as I know, he's going to play.
1: Yeah, okay. was it so. it looked like last week he thought he was in Disney World in the fourth quarter. So it, it he got hit so hard, his head hit the ground. It, it looked painful. Um, so I wasn't sure if he was even going to be a a a player this week. Um, they've been bad, man. They I, I I said about three weeks ago that I'm not worried about Kansas City. I am. Kansas City's worried about Kansas City. They need this win worse than anybody else in the league right now, and. I think the Giants can beat them, but it does feel like a get-right game. I, I don't think they will, but it's primetime football. We all know anything can happen, and we've all been surprised this year, so don't be surprised that the Giants are in this game at the end.
0: Yeah, Mahomes did pass concussion protocol, and he does not have any type of designation going into Monday night, so he's good to go. Arden, how do you see this game? Do you like anybody as far as – to really stand out in
2: this game? Uh, Like I say, you got to feel like this is a get-right game for Kansas City, and if I'm looking for somebody to step up and really get it going on offense, this could be a big game, in my opinion, Travis Kelsey, He needs to have a big game. Uh, As far as, do I think the Giants are going to score points? Yes, and I like some of their receivers. You know, depending on who's healthy and who's in and out tomorrow night, but I think Sterling Shepard's in. I like Sterling Shepard on the Giants' side. But Fair I think it's a get-right game for Kansas City, and if they don't figure this one out, their year might be done.
0: I think their year's close to done anyway, and if they don't figure this one out and lose it home to the Giants, they can mail it in.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. I think,
1: I think by the numbers, they are only like 22% right now to make the playoffs, and that's not good this late in the season. So well, you've
0: got teams playing very well ahead of them right now, uh, in the Raiders especially, and the Chargers are up and down. But it's going to be tough for them to pass both those teams, although they can get hot and do it. We've seen it before.
1: Hey, if any team can, they them. can. That that offense is potent. They just have like, to get going somehow.
0: All right, G. before we get off the air, I know Arden was a little late, so I let him get back in and throw his Michigan State two cents in. Uh, You were off for just a minute while we went over the Tennessee-Indianapolis game, and I know you wanted to throw your two cents in on this game. Tell me why you like Carson Wentz today. As Arden disappears. Did
1: he leave? He Um, does not
0: want to hear this.
1: Oh my goodness. Uh, so I was backstage. Well, I have
0: never seen anyone diss that way in my life.
1: <laughs> he, he just rolled
0: opportunity out. And, and he just leaves you, man. I am so sorry.
1: That's all right. Lucky for him, he's in the garage and can hear me. Uh, so that game, I, I don't think that the Titans are going to win that game. Um, hey, there he is. Yeah,
0: uh, sorry about that. Uh, we thought you just left because you didn't want to hear all about Carson Wentz and how the. No, I don't about Carson Wentz, but that's beside the point.
1: <laughs> so the, the 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 Colts are 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 playing way differently than they were at the beginning of the year, um, and especially the first game against the Titans. Uh, Carson Wentz is currently a fourteen fantasy fourteen, so he's a fourteenth ranked quarterback, right behind Kirk Cousins in the top fifteen. Um, he's only had one interception all year, and that was a fluke <clears throat> kick pass deflection thing. Um, so he hasn't actually thrown a, a real overhanded interception this year. Um, Carson Wentz has been good; the numbers don't lie. There's, there's, you can't say anything about that. So it, I think that going forward, with him being as good as he has been, it, it's going to prove to be tough for the Titans. This is this is a better team than what they played uh originally and arguably right now the titans are playing better too. Um but it's 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 just got a different feel to it. And I, I think that's why you see the the culture favored right now. Um the Titans have found magic in a bottle over the last couple weeks. Monday night football against the Bills and then holding the uh Kansas City Chiefs to no touchdowns last week. I think that was the first time since 2016 Pre-Mahomes. So yeah, yeah, they're yeah. playing. Huh?
0: It was. And if you would have wanted to get rich last week, you could have bet somebody that Derrick Henry throws more touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes. So oh yeah.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. One one of the one of the best things I saw all week last week was was uh you, you can't be the MVP without being a quarterback and and Derek or Derrick Henry says, Hold my beer. Uh, <laughs> so it's uh He's he's the all around guy right now, but but this is it's I think it's going to be a good game to watch. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, I, but I do think that Indianapolis pulls it out. And and d- despite uh, my my buddy's feelings over here on Carson Wentz, Carson has been good, and and I think he'll continue to be good with the team he's got around him.
0: Well, before we go today, let's get just a little bit of preview for next week. Uh, in college as far as what's going to happen and and what we see in the top 25. I'm trying to pull it up right now, and I can't get there, but here we are. Okay. We have big games really not abounding next week. Uh, we've got an – I mean, really, Cincinnati, Tulsa, uh, Oregon, Washington, Kentucky, Tennessee, Iowa State, Texas. Not a lot of huge games next week on tap. One that is interesting that I see here, Michigan State, Arden, your team playing the Purdue Boilermakers, the upset kids. So that could be a big game and determine how things go a little bit Uh Auburn, Texas A&M, and the SEC. I think that's going to go a long way in determining the West. Alabama, LSU, obviously always a rivalry game, uh, although I'm not sure how competitive it's going to be this week. And Ohio State playing Nebraska, which they should win that game. Other than that, not a whole lot on tap next week as far as games that I see that there's going to be any upsets at. So, However, this college football playoff starts, as far as the poll, I think it's going to continue that way uh, the week after. One game I do see that kind of intrigues me, Wake Forest at North Carolina. I know North Carolina's been down. Geoff, you seem to be shaking your head a little bit. you got an opinion on this game.
1: Well, I was was sitting there looking at it going, you know, as far as the early games go, I, I agree with you. But that, that Wake Forest-UNC game does kind of sneak out at or stick out at me. Um, North Carolina played pretty well this past week. Uh, I, I don't know if that's any indication of moving forward, if they're going to start playing better. Um, but if it is, and they do have a solid football game, um, it, it will bring – it does make that game a little bit more important, and we might get to see what Wake has or doesn't have. And obviously, it, it will have an impact – on that moving forward as far as weight and the playoff talk.
0: Arden, do you, did I reel off any games of interest to you, or or what do you see next week in, uh, in, in
2: the college football rings? that like you said, that could be a Michigan State game. That could, you know, coming off the big win, that could be a letdown down game, I get you. I understand your point on that. Uh, no, really, just the Auburn AM. I don't think the LSU Bama game is that competitive. I think the Auburn AM is going to be a very good game. And I think Auburn's getting better every week. I agree with that. Auburn
0: still controls its own destiny with Alabama coming up on the horizon after AM. So we'll see what happens with that one. Arden, give us a few last thoughts before we get out of here today.
2: Well, a few last thoughts here are. For one, go Braves tonight, win the World Series. Two, uh, I don't know, I'm blank.
0: Okay, I shouldn't have made that plural. I'm sorry, that was my bad. I should have said, give me one last thought, Arden. We'll go with go Braves and say it twice. Go Braves, go Braves. <laughs> See you let <laughs> me get out of here, please.
1: That that might have been one of the best things I've I've seen in a while. Uh, so yes, obviously, go Braves. Um, the college football season is is starting to pick up. We're starting to get our first real poll. Um, so moving forward, that that's going to be interesting. I, I can't wait till that poll comes out Tuesday. Um, that will it will show you what these games coming up actually mean and where this committee actually has them ranked. Um, as far as the NFL season goes, uh, again, KC needs this win. Um, need it, they need a win worse than anybody else in the league. Um, you, you're probably going to see a playoff without them, which is hard to believe with that team. But if if they don't get a win this week, I think it's I think it's a done deal. Um, so let's 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 watch, see what happens, and and it should be uh, it's definitely going to be an entertaining college season. Um, a lot, a couple of weeks left to to see what what comes out. A couple three weeks left, and it's. It's going to be fun, so pay attention.
0: Well, you were just the opposite. I said give me one thought, and here you go on for five minutes. So, All right, guys. There are some good new teams in the NFL popping up, like the Cincinnati Bengals that we haven't seen recently. So we're it's going to be an interesting drive down the stretch for the NFL and no doubt for college football. I'm looking forward to Tuesday night when the poll comes out. I'll say it for you two guys. Go Braves. Go Braves. I hate the Astros, so go Braves. We thank everybody that tuned in with us today, and we hope you tune in with us next week again. Uh, Randall Cunningham hopefully might be back with us next week as well. So for Randall, for Arden Stroggins, Jeff Miller, I'm Phil Dye, and we're signing off for today. We'll see you next week.